This is the 1010 Life Podcast. Live to the full in body, beliefs, and business. Here's your host, Paul B. Evans. Welcome to the 1010 Life Podcast as we continue our walk through the 1010 Life Framework. Today's topic, fear. I remember as a little kid, not being, quote, afraid until something major happened. We actually had a next-door neighbor named Lisa Collins. Well, at that time, the show Dark Shadows was on. This is back in the 1970s. Dark Shadows. And, of course, the main character was Barnabas Collins. Well, my sister convinced me that Lisa was Barnabas's daughter, I lived on, or I actually stayed on, my room was on the second floor of our house at that time. They would crawl up outside and take branches and just scrape them against my windows. I was terrified. Of course, that was all as a kid, right? As adults, we don't get scared, do we? Of course we do. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, I was at a, a large dinner, and I'm not great at dinners. I'm not great with small talk one-on-one with people that I don't know. Now, because I can be hyperactive and because on stage I'm really out there, people often confuse that with me being an extrovert and willingly wanting to engage in every circumstance, which is not true. So at this dinner, we had to go around and share our most creative moment ever. Now, here is my nature. My nature is to say something offhanded or self-deprecating or making fun of the situation. But everybody, as we went around, except for one or two, everybody had something like super creative. It was impressive. And I was like next to last. So I had this whole time, about 40 or 50 people, I had this whole time to wait on my turn to share my most creative moment. I was terrified. Yes, as an adult, I was worried. I step in front of thousands of people and speak on stage, but in this group, I was fearful and afraid because I didn't think I could come up with something creative enough. And it came to me and I stumbled around and I came up with something that was weak. And even my friend who was there just said, what happened? That was so unlike you. Because the truth is, what I should have come up with was something that was just right within my character and make fun of not really being hyper-creative. Like, I've never carved anything. I've never painted anything. I could have made fun of that, but I didn't because of fear. You know, as we look at body beliefs and business, our beliefs, a big part of our belief system is what we're afraid of, of how our life is shaped by fear. And if we're going to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, 2 Corinthians 10.5, that even means the fearful thoughts, the stuff that we're afraid of, the things that we don't want to face, the reviews on Amazon if we write the book, the people making the snide comments when we try to lose the weight. All of these things come in play and make us afraid. We're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of, well, we're going to get to all of that in just a minute. Let's refocus, come back. Here's, here's our move for today, our shift. Everything so far, we've had a shift from this to that. So with fear, we've got to shift from being beat down to being bold. Beat down to bold. The core scripture for fear is 1 John 4.18. It's not the haven't I commanded you. 
do not be afraid. You know, we love to quote that with about fear, but it's pretty hard to command somebody not to be afraid. It's like with your kids, if you have any, and and it's dark, it's nighttime, they're scared, they had a bad dream, and you walk in and go, there's nothing in here, go back to sleep, there's nothing to be afraid of, I command you. It doesn't make a difference, because it's real in their mind. Our fears are real in our mind, so we can quote all the time, haven't I commanded you, do not be afraid, be strong and courageous. And it's a great verse, don't get me wrong, I'm for it, but it's not easy to apply. But here's a verse that helps us understand what can take away fear and where our focus needs to be. 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Now, ultimately, this is talking about salvation, right? There's no fear of being lost when you're so loved by God. But love also casts out fear in our life so that the kid who's afraid of the dark remains afraid of the dark. But when that person that they love and who loves them is by their side, they feel safe. Our fear of being critiqued is overcome when we see the end result and we see the outcome of being loved by others. Now, we could go really deep with this. We could really talk a lot about how some of us can never overcome our fear and we're always wanting to be receiving that applause or those accolades or that affirmation, but we've got to find that in the Lord, right? We've got to in order to overcome the fear. Now, there are a lot of different fears. Let's just cover a handful here. We've got a fear of rejection, of people not accepting us, of people not liking us. We've got a fear of loss, Could be a loss of a job. Could be a loss of a relationship. We've got a fear of being judged or critiqued. That people look into our life, they disapprove, and they make a pronouncement on us that's negative. We've got a fear of failure. Of us stepping out and it not working out the way that we planned. And we know that it never does, but we can't get used to it. We got the fear of uncertainty. What's next? What's coming? It's the reason that we often remain where we are because we cannot predict where we'll be. And we don't know if it'll be better. If we knew that it would be better, we would launch out. But because of uncertainty, because of fear, we we remain where we are. We have the fear of loneliness, of being alone either in our old age or young age. I used to work in singles ministry, and that was a big fear. I'm, I'm going to always be single. I'm going to always be alone. Even though they were surrounded by friends, their loneliness was linked to a relationship, to companionship. Some of us have a fear of change. We love things the way they are. I was working with a company last week, and, and within that uh, company setting, they were having to make a lot of new changes, a lot of shifts within the company. And there was one guy that had been with the company like 50 years, literally. He was about 90 years old. He was a member of the board. He didn't want to change. He loved the way things used to be. Why is there the fear of change? Because, again, it's unpredictable. And it causes us to have to move. Sometimes we have a fear of being trapped. I'm always going to be locked in this situation. I'm not going to be able to get out of it. I hate it, but I don't know what to do. I feel stuck. 
I don't have enough money to escape, or I don't have a good enough job to escape, or I don't have a way to get to my dream. We feel trapped. We're stuck where we are. Some of us have a fear of simply being hurt. We've got the expectation of things not working out, of our feelings getting hurt, of people not liking what we're doing. And so we're scared to take a risk because we're afraid of the hurt that could come with it. And then finally, a lot of us just have a fear of being inadequate, that we're simply not good enough. The question that's often used around this particular type of fear is, do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes to reach the goal or to lead this group or to take on this responsibility? I feel inadequate. Do I have what it takes? And so these fears of rejection, loss, being judged, failure, uncertainty, loneliness, change, trapped, hurt, and inadequacy can really wrap us up. So the key is, how do we move past this and how do we face this? So what I like to do personally is I like to look in the Word and find out who's facing a similar fear what the frame around that fear is, and then how that fear was faced. Now, it's not always positive. Let me go ahead and warn you on that. But here's what I'd like for you to do is to make three columns. Column number one is fear. Column number two is frame. And column number three is face. So let me give you some examples. So number one is fear, the fear of failure. The frame. I'm going to use the frame of Peter slash Judas. They both failed, right? They experienced failure. Peter, denying Christ, Judas, selling him out. Then how did they face that fear? Peter faced the fear by going ahead and giving in the keynote address of the opening day of the church on Pentecost. Judas faced the fear by going out and committing suicide. It's a negative. It's a negative image. So I want to be like Peter. I want to go out and do the keynote anyway. I want to go out and take on the responsibility anyway. I have a fear of failure, but I see a positive result in Peter. Let's say that I've got the fear of uncertainty. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. The frame is there's John the Baptist. He's in prison. He sends a note to Jesus and says, are you the one or should we expect another? He's baptized Jesus. He said that he's got sandals I'm not even worthy to lace. What's going on here? What's happening? The way that he faces that is when Jesus sends back word, go tell John that there's healings, that lives are being changed, the gospel is being taught. But blessed is he who does not fall away on account of me. In other words, the person who doesn't give up because I don't show up. In other words, John, I'm not coming. John, you're not going to get rescued. But here's the thing. What happens with John is that he knows this truly is the Messiah. And he also knows that the Messiah's purpose is greater than his comfort and his release. And so in the end, he does receive certainty. It's not the answer that he wants necessarily, but he receives certainty. His real question was, are you the one? Jesus says, I'm the one, but I'm not coming to rescue you. And what about loneliness? You've got Elisha, who after an, or Elijah, after an incredible miracle on Mount Carmel, runs away because of Jezebel's threat. And he feels alone and he's depressed and he feels like 
I, I'm the only one who cares. And God says, listen, I've reserved 7,000 who have not bowed their knee. You're not alone. Get up and eat. Get strength. You're not alone. So the fear is loneliness. The frame is Elijah. The, the facing of that is God reminding that he's not alone. So in scripture, we can look at the fear of the frame in the face and at least receive some encouragement. But ultimately, what we've got to do is live in that love of God, believing that God's purpose and his love is greater than any fear that we have. There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And the one who fears is not made perfect in love. Let's love God, love people, be so focused on the outcomes of our life and the love of our life that the fears are overcome with love. Hey, thanks for joining me. Visit us online, the1010.life, not .com, the1010.life. Live life to the full. Go there. Join the Facebook group private Facebook group where every single day there's a new lesson to focus on life to the full.